What's up, y'all? My name is T. Shaw, and this is Brewing Black Podcast, where the contents we serve you is authentic, vulnerable, and relatable. That means we serve you with no cream and no sugar. I guess I like my coffee black. What's good, Brewers? It's T. Shaw. And this is Scholar P, and we want to welcome you to Brewing Black, giving you all the latest in black news and entertainment for our intellectuals, millennials, and those who like their information like we like our news. How do we like it, T. Shaw? Black. Black. <laughs> How you doing today, you- bro? Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, we got to let the people know um, that we both – have now finished our vaccination process. Um, Yeah. 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 We look, we we've talked about um, the the vaccination. We've talked about COVID on plenty of episodes and, you know, we care about not only, you know, the country, but black folks in particular, we've talked about how COVID impacts um, us more than other communities. And uh, we, we have to, you know, practice what we preach. Right. Absolutely. Um, and we, and we had to do our part to make sure that not only are we safe, but our loved ones and our family and, and our friends are safe as well. Absolutely. Brewing Black leads by example, y'all. It is important um, to, to build that trust, right? And you start to build that trust when you see people around you doing those same actions. Um, so, again, just like Skylar P said, we're trying to practice what we preach um, and trying to keep our family and our, our loved ones safe. And each and every day we can take steps to do that. So if you have an option and if you have... The uh the access to it, please get the vaccination, y'all. Absolutely. How you Absolutely. feeling after? I think that that's important to talk about. How you feeling? Yeah, you didn't, yeah, you didn't yeah. grow no so, extra nose, right? You didn't <laughs> you didn't get no superpowers. You didn't melt into the ground. <laughs> Absolutely not, y'all. I'll tell you this. My first time getting the vaccine three weeks ago, I was actually going uh to DC the 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 day after, very like early after, and um the night of the night of uh, when I got the shot, um, I I was having some trouble with my arm, but not real trouble. It was just uh, there was a lot of pain when I tried to lift it. But then mm-hmm. the next day on the plane, I was chilling when mm-hmm. I got to see that same because I got it on Thursday. That Friday in D.C., I was living my best life. Um, and even t- today, still the same thing, soreness. Uh, the second shot hurt just a tiny bit more than the first shot. But like I'm feeling great. Um, it's really just my arm. So, T, how how were you feeling? What, what were some of the effects for you, brother? Yeah, same thing for me. I think, uh, too, because I'm working, like, uh, full days, like, full work hour days. Um, like, it was my, my sh- shoulder was a little stiff, um, but my mom had got it before me. So, she said, just keep it moving, keep it active. Um, so, the, the shoulder wasn't that bad, um, but I was a little tired. I had a little fatigue. Um, just a little bit the first day and the next day I was cool. And then after I got my second dose, um, this is my second day out. Um, last night I was a little tired, but again, I'm working full day. So I went to sleep at like 11, woke up feeling good, took a little ibuprofen cause my, my shoulder was still a little sore. But other than that, bro, I've been feeling good. I've been feeling good. Um, my hips are a little sore, but I feel like if, if that's all it take, instead of like my lungs collapsing or, um, being hospitalized and being on a ventilator, like I'll do that. Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I want to give a shout out to our because some of our family members and friends have also been doing that. Yeah. Um, and and, sh- and shout out to just the the community. Anytime I put, uh, and I'm sure you you 
experienced the same thing too. Like um, anytime you put it on your IG store and your Facebook or whatever, there was just so much support and love. Like Absolutely. congratulations. It was like, it was like you had gotten a freaking new car <laughs> or a new job. Or something. Oh, You're like, oh my God, congratulations. You're safe. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's so crazy because I know that, you know, uh, places like, like UCLA, you know, they're, it's about to start opening back up, mm-hmm. uh, Biden, Biden had been talking about, you know, the country get, getting back to a place of at least semi-normalcy coming soon within the next few months. Um, and so it's, it's been a journey, man, but it looks like we're, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And I'm excited, bro. Absolutely. So before we really get into it, we want to do our land acknowledgements. So, again, like we always do, this is the land of the Gabrielino and the Tongva. This is stolen land. This is colonized land. And we will always, always, always pay those respects. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and just and just as we as we continue, we want to hit you all with some uh, quick, quick updates and quick thoughts around some some things. So, T, uh, I heard through the grapevine that, you know, Miami is back at it. Florida's Sheesh. always sh- some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I get it. You know, sunshine, you know, sunshine all the time, beautiful beaches, all, all these all these great things. Um, so much so that they actually had to ins- reinstate a curfew. And it wasn't necessarily about the pandemic, per se. It was just that it was very, very crowded. Am I am I speaking correct there? Yeah, or? bro. Yeah. Niggas was wild and niggas was wild. And I know spring break is upon us, y'all. But please be safe. Please be courteous. Um, I, I, I think that like. Yeah, like Miami just was overwhelmed by people and not only like just people, people was with their with they mask off just in the street wild and people fighting. Um, I even saw a case um, RIP to uh, a young woman was uh, drugged and raped out there. And it's like, y'all, the country just opened up. We've seen so much harm, so much violence in this. We, we've just gotten to this point and it's taken us a whole year to get here. And I, I don't want us to throw that away. And it's just like. Y'all, I just need y'all to be safe, right? Because I'm sure not all of those people have been vaccinated. And it's like, you don't know what what you're getting out there and what you're bringing back home to your loved ones. So please be safe, y'all. And please just keep in mind, y'all. And just like, I know, I know there'll be white people out there getting crunk and have a zoo and getting crunk and all these other places in Cancun and stuff. But like the cameras is on our people in Miami. They will they love showing us acting crazy and acting a fool. And that's what it definitely looked like in Miami. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm finishing up my spring break, my darn self. And you know what? I'm happy to say that I stayed inside because guess what? I'm planning y'all. I'm like the squirrel who's like getting the nuts and the acorns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause this spring break has had to be my one because of the pandemic, but trust me when we're all back outside, those who have stayed in and have at least planned a little bit, we're going to take over the outside when oh, it's me. even warmer in my favorite season, <laughs> summer, because summer is coming. All right. So just don't, you know, don't let the pandemic and, and, and this pressure of spring break make you feel like you have to be outside when you know a lot of people don't care about the vaccination. Like it's OK to sometimes chill a little bit, too, and plan for a brighter tomorrow. So and plan so that you'll see a brighter tomorrow. So yeah, man, it's 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 wild. But like Tisha said, please y'all stay safe. You know, absolutely. And so you know, with that being said, you know, it's it's a little bit um, that that was a little bit more lighthearted. But see, um, America is back at it again. Um, oh, yeah, we love man. our guns. We love. 
the mass destruction that they can cause. We love not moving the needle so that lives aren't lost. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in, in Boulder, Colorado, um, you know, 10, 10 people were killed in a mass shooting. Um, and it, it's just, it's devastating to, to see. Um, and it's like, we were just on this last week. Just last right? week, bro. Yeah. That's, that's, so I think if I had my math correct, we had eight die last week and 10 die this week. And it's just mm-hmm. like, come on y'all. Like what, what's going on? What, yeah. what, what's going on? Um, and so T, you know, we, we want to, you know, at Bruin Black, we want to make sure that we acknowledge those who have fallen, um, those who have plans on going home to their loved ones, um, you know, I, it, it, it's senseless and you you won't ever get that, that chance and to, to come home to your loved ones and your loved ones will be uh, impacted forever. Um, y'all were innocent. Y'all were worthy of life and someone um, stole that from you all. And so Absolutely. we want to offer our condolences and um, Tisha, will you, I, I want to, I want our audience to know the names um, of these, of these people who, who lost their lives. Um, so will you acknowledge those people one by one. Absolutely. So we have, Denny Strong, or I'm sorry, Denny Strong. We have Nevin Stanzich, Ricky Olds, Trelona Barwick, Susanna Fountain, Terry Liker, Kevin Mahoney, Lynn Murray, Jody. Waters and Eric Talley. So we just want to honor them and give them just a quick moment of silence. And just remember that these are lives that are lost. Um, America, again, just like Scholar P said, we love our guns. When I say we, I mean them. <laughs> but um, I, I just know that we've had um, seven man shootings in seven days. A mass shooting is defined as four or more people that are shot and killed. Um, so I, I think that we have to start to uh, really think through uh, the, 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 the way that our country is going. Like this is a problem that has continued to plague us. They continue to plague us. And it's just like we're on this cycle. And at some point we have to break it. Um, and yeah, yeah, bro. Like it's just heavy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, with, with everything that's going on with Biden, um, I just, this is the time to like really push forward an agenda and a plan to like go against the NRA. And, and I think that for those of you who love your guns, cause I know hunters, I got, I got some of my, some of my best friends, like they love their guns, but you, I, what I know about my friends is that they don't, they also don't like mass shootings. And so there has to be a compromise in the middle ground. And so instead of thinking that people are trying to take your guns, think that, think about it as people are trying to spare the lives of the innocent, right. Yeah. Um, which is something we all, we all support. And so um, don't get caught up by messaging saying that, you know, the Democrats or the liberals or the radicals are trying to take your guns. No, people are just trying to spare your, your, your lives. And, you know, I think Democrats, Republicans, everyone should be able to, you know, legally hunt if, if they want to legally hunt. Um, if you register to carry something, that's fine. But in terms of, you know, not, ha- not having background checks, people with mental illnesses, being able to have a- access to, to guns, illegal gun shows like y'all there, there's much more, 
to life than being a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's senseless. I see, I didn't even know that there had been seven mass shootings in, in seven days. And so it's just like, y'all, if we get through this pandemic, it's not going to matter if people are still paranoid to go outside because mm-hmm. anything could get shot up. Uh, so let's, let's, let's remember, let's remember that. Absolutely. Um, and then, and then like, and just, and just like the pandemic, even if we, if the mass shooters aren't black and don't look black, I guarantee you poor people and people of color are going to be the targets of, of suspicion, mm-hmm. um, like everything else. So just, just keep that in mind. That, that, that's all, that's all that, that I got to say about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but taking it on a lighter note, but a still more problematic note. Uh, we have every week, every week, y'all, we have um, something called our light roast. So for those who don't know, the light roast is when we critique something or someone in society that deserves to be critiqued. Um, and sometimes we offer constructive feedback, but sometimes not because sometimes people places things are trash and it's, it's just trash. Um, this person, you know, she's been in her mix of controversy over the years, whether it's jumping on stage uh, with Alicia Keys and Jay-Z or <laughs> or her or people saying that she looks like a little Bow Wow. <laughs> um, you know, L- Little Mama is is an outspoken, successful um, rap rap artist. She's been a judge on um, big dancing shows like America's Best Dance Crew. Um, so we got a lot of love for Lil Mama and her lip gloss. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm saying, go, go look at that song because um, it is popping indeed. <laughs> um, you silly. But, <laughs> but Little Mama recently, um, you know, sort of made a claim that she was going to start a heterosexual rights group, um, sort of saying that she feels that when people come at the LGBTQ uh, community and speak their quote unquote true, um, the LGBTQ plus community tries to cancel them. Um, And so in essence, Little Mama feels like heterosexual people are um, not being heard, not being acknowledged in and thus, you know, need protection and need a, an organization to um, sort of solidify their presence and their meaning and protect them. Um, I got some thoughts on it, but T, what do you think about this? Um, you know, a, a heterosexual rights group, why has she been getting backlash? Because some of our audience members might not understand why Little Mama might be receiving backlash around this. Yeah, I mean... Like, this reminds me of when people are like, well, why don't we have a white history month? Or uh, why isn't there a men's history month? Or why don't we have men's studies or uh, white studies, right? Like, it's it's very all lives matter. It's very just counter. It's like, well, we do have heterosexual, like, rights groups, right? Like, that is the United States. That is every single day. So I, I think it's just it's it's just so it to me feels like it's it comes from hate like it, it comes from a lack of love and a lack of respect from the community that is saying that, hey, we need support. And my biggest problem, too, is that people feel like they can have opinions on people's lives. And I think that that's really what it comes down to, because this, this all of this kind of came out 
um, in response to Zaya Wade doing an interview with uh, First Lady Michelle Obama. And so she goes on to say, uh, oh, so children are too young to smoke cigarettes and they're too young to drink alcohol and they're too young to drive and get driver's license, too young to go to the club, too young to gamble, too young to rent a car. But they're old enough to cut off their genitalia and change their gender. Um, And I I think that like one is just so it's just so off the mark because people have just this a false understanding of what transgender means like you can be transgender and still have your genitalia. And I, I want to understand what our obsession is with transgender people's private parts. Cause that's exactly what they are. Private parts. They, it has nothing to do with you, but you can be transgender and still be pre-op. Mm. You never have to have an operation to, to identify as, as transgender. So I, I think that like a lot of the conversation, even what Boosie was talking about Zia as Boosie has missed the mark with a, pl- uh, a plethora of things, right? That like, absolutely, everyone just is like, oh, why, why are you letting your 13 year old uh, cut off his wee wee? And it's like, it's just missing the mark. It's missing the mark. And it's also disrespectful to Zia Wade's identity. Allow her to be who she believe, like who she is, like allow her to have her life and live her life. Like you're living yours. And I, I think we we just are not minding our business. So, little mama, I need you not only to mind your business, but shut up. Like, shut up. No one asked you for your opinion. And, like, if you did get bullied, you deserve to get bullied. Like, and I think people aren't understanding that fact, too. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I love what you were saying about just the nuances of, of uh, transgender, because I feel like people hear the word transgender and they all automatically think operation. Mm-hmm. They, they don't they don't understand the counseling, the, the, the counseling process and how long the process actually really is before someone makes that type of transition, even if, if they even decide to make that type of transition. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think. And I think that this honestly is probably something um, that we should have someone on the show show um, come on the show and talk about, because I think that there are just so many different nuances that people don't understand about that that need to be illuminated, because I think that there's also, you know, there's not a lot of. I don't think that there's mainstream messaging about like transgender uh, people and and the lives that they live. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think it's something that everyone says, Oh, I don't hate LGBTQ folks, but you don't understand the nuances and, and you don't agree with uh, uh, parts of the LGBTQ um, culture because you don't understand the nuances. Right. You don't go and do the research about the nuances. Right. And so we have to figure out ways to um, really sort of bring sort of get that knowledge around the nuances out and make it more mainstream, because I I think that, you know, I could I could see um, someone from an older generation being like, yeah, transgender, like you're going through a transition. That's what the trans means. And it's just like, yeah, but the transition isn't always physical. And and a matter of fact, there's way more mental and emotional things that have to happen before someone even does anything to their physical body. Right. And so, um, I I think it's definitely something that I want to, I want us to get someone on the show, uh, to talk, to talk about more, but I think that you just make a great point because I think people go to the extreme the extreme nature of something when they don't understand it and when they don't support it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just like someone saying black lives matter means we want to like burn up the country and kill everybody yes. and, and, and destroy the, like, and, and it's like, no, like if you look at black lives matter and you look at it and you look at the plans and you look at their initiatives and, and da, 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 that's, you, you'll have more knowledge, but guess what? Yes. You don't want to. Mm. So you want to find the most extreme thing about it. 
right? Little mama has, has money. She has resources. She could have actually done research on what, on what it means to be transgender on what the process is like on the account, the counseling that ha- that happens way before hormones are given to somebody nice. to change them physically way and way before surgery. Yes. But you know, it is is what it is, but little mama, let this be a learning moment for you, please. And I hope for anybody who's watching doesn't necessarily understand think, uh, how being a, a, a transgender person operates, do a little bit of research, like mm-hmm. literally Google, like what, like, what is the, the process of someone transitioning from, from one, from one, uh, quote unquote sex or gender to, to the other. Um, and see what you find before you make judgments and you post them online, yes. especially when you have an audience and a platform that serves millions like little mama. So yeah. girl, just get it together a little yeah. bit. And I want to say like, again, like, like the LGBT community is probably the the community still playing like lip gloss is popping like like right. these are the people that are supporting you so it's like you're you're taking off your base and like it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense and also like i this is what i tell my students right like we we just got into our um gender identity and sexuality uh component of our uh lesson in our curriculum and i i let them know it's just like you can't disagree with someone's gender identity, you can't disagree with someone's sexual orientation. It's that's not how things are. Like you can't. That's like somebody disagreeing with you being black. And they were like, "Oh, okay." Because yeah, you can't disagree with who someone fundamentally is. Like, and I, it it is illogical and it is egotistical to assume that you have that power to 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 disagree with someone's identity. Like, I think it's just disrespectful. But I I, I love what you brought up. Um, I would love to have um, someone on to talk about their experience. Um, it just allows it to illuminate for people. Right. And I think that like being able to connect and hear someone's story is often what like not only like changes us, but it just impacts like how we understands how we get to understand like issues around us. And I, I think that I would love that. So brewers, if you know anyone that would be open to talking about their experience, please let us know. Um, Cause we would, we would welcome the opportunity on Broom Black. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so little, little mama, um, is the only one who's been, who's been getting some, some fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, she, you know, she wants to start a a heterosexual rights group, but you know, there, there are other groups that are being created and have been created that, that, you know, get some flack. Um, GoFundMe uh, is a group, is a group and it's an organization <laughs> where you can, you know, uh, get things funded um, via crowdfunding and support. Um, and, you know, some I, I think that, you know, when you think about a GoFundMe, you think about someone who doesn't have resources, creating, you know, trying to create opportunities for themselves and asking for the support of the community. But what happens when it is someone who actually has resources and money, um, you know, galore. And now um, is trying to create uh, something like GoFundMe for someone who's in their circle, who they're allegedly cool with. Right. Yeah. Um, and that sort of happened with Kylie Jenner. Um, T, do you want to give people a little bit more context? Yes, absolutely. So um, earlier this week, Kylie Jenner um, came under a lot of smoke and she decided to speak up and speak out um, about this issue. So what happened was there was a, uh, I believe it was her former makeup artist. Um, he had got into some bad accident or something happened to him. Um, where he was in an unstable condition and they needed money to help pay uh, the bills for, uh, I believe, like his medical bills. Um, I believe, I want to say initially it was 
um, after she tells the story. So when she posts it, uh, it, it looks like there's about $60,000, um, that they're trying to raise. And I think that they had, she had raised, or they had raised maybe 12,000 at the time. Um, she donated 5,000. So she goes on to say that, um, when she originally saw it, the goal was 10,000. Um, and she donated five, which was the remaining balance of it. But then she posted it, uh, for other people to see, um, for whatever reason, I guess, I guess in just good faith, like maybe they need more, they've reached their goal, but maybe they need more. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so then it goes on, I guess they, once she posted it, they might've changed it to 60,000 and then, um, it, they go on to reach that. And there was a large controversy, um, around like how she, she interacted with it, right? Like, uh, Kylie Jenner is a, a billionaire. Um, I believe it was a, it was a Forbes album put out or not album I'm sorry Forbes uh, article put out and I think it said that she was making close to a half a million dollars a day, um, so so I I think the the controversy is that like it's essentially chump change to her like if she's making enough money like sixty thousand dollars like she could have donated that like she makes that in less than a day like she could have paid whatever medical bills that there is. And it, like, I think the, the large question looming is like, okay, we have billionaires, but what's really the point of billionaires? If they're unable to support people in need, um, in, in a pocket change to them, like, don't get me wrong. $60,000 is plenty to me and you, right? Like that's life changing. But to someone that's making a, a half a million dollars in a day, like money is, a, it, it's like a, it's really just a concept, especially when these you're a billionaire that are surrounded by other millionaires and billionaires. Like instead of uh, posting it on her page, people felt like she could have called Kim. She could have called Kylie or not Kylie Kendall or who, whatever the other K's and the, the, the KKK's. Um, she could have called any of them and they could have posted. Uh, but it, I, I guess, yeah, it, it begs the question, like how should people spend their money? Like, Kylie is a self-made billionaire, quote unquote. Like that's what she said. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when someone has earned their money, no matter how they have, are we are we in position to tell them what to do? So I guess uh, those are, those are my first few questions, uh, Scholar P. Like, what do you think about the situation? And like, uh, do people have a right to tell people what to do and how to spend their money? No, it, I, I I think it's I don't think people ever have the the right to tell you what you should do with, with anything, but you, but, but you would assume there's, there's a moral ethical obligation, right? So I'll be the first to say that like, if I was a billionaire tomorrow and I had 20 people or 20 people that like, I don't talk to, or even family members that I'm not that close who reach out to me for money. They're not, they probably not get money from me. I don't care how much I have. If you were a billionaire, if I was a billionaire, cause like for me, it's, it's about the principle of trying to eat off me now. With that being said, I would be using my money for structural change in the societies that the societies and communities that I love and care about. Right. Mm -hmm. So but that's a moral and ethical ethical obligation for me. But I I think the thing with Kylie is that this is supposedly your 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 person. This is supposedly someone who's sort of a part of your squad or or was. And if you're making five hundred thousand a day, sixty thousand dollars, you might you shoot you you might lose that you might lose that you might misplace sixty thousand dollars and go about your day. Right. So it's one of those things where if if I had someone 
you know, we, we've, we've hired people to work for us before. Um, and for some of those people, if we had a billion dollars and like they got into an accident, I might be like, yo, yo, don't, don't even worry about it. I got you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. Cause that was an accident. That was something that was life changing and altering. Now, if I have a relative who hits me up and I'm a billionaire and they're like, Hey, Hey, Ashton, little, uh, uh, little Mike just got into college and, and I don't have no family members named Mike who are going to college. So I'm not subbing anybody, but um, <laughs> Mike's going to college and he's going to this great college and it's, 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 it's going to be 60,000 a year. And you know, I, we, we don't ever speak at all. And I, I never support you in anything you do, but will you, will you pay this, his tuition? They're not hearing from me. That that's not, I can't, if you were I a billionaire that type of thing, if you were a billionaire, I, T, I would be more likely to start a fund, a black scholarship fund at that particular organ school and, and, okay, and be like, okay. hey, hey, hopefully he can apply to the scholarship that I just created at the school. But like for me, it's 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 about half. So for me, it's like I got my friends. Well, let me let me start over. I got my family members who I love dearly. Mm-hmm. I got friends who are like family to me. And then I have structural things that I want to do. And, and I have my, whatever I want to leave for my, for my kids, my kids and stuff, of course, which is, which is technically a part of the family. And, but like, now if I see some random person suffering on the street and I'm like, dang, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling it today. I'm like, all right. Yeah. But I, but see, if I was a billionaire, I'd rather in homelessness. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like you, you went to the structural changes. Yeah, like if I'm a billionaire, I, I'd rather I'd rather figure out a system, a, a way to you know divest from 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 freaking prisons, yeah. a, a profitable way for universities and all and all sorts of other institutions to divest from prisons. Like for me, it's I, I've seen so many people get taken advantage of when it comes to money mm-hmm. that for me, I'm just like. Okay. Yes, I can give that person who who doesn't care for me, who would try to backstab me, who has nothing but ill uh, ill will towards. I can give them a I give them a couple of thousand dollars anytime they ask for it because I have a billion dollars. Or I could I could bless the world world via structural change, but then personally bless the people who've always rocked with me and who's always had love for me. Because for me, it's I'm a very I'm a loyal person. Like if I had a billion dollars right now and you were in any type of jam, I'd be happy to be like, yo, T, I got you. You know what I'm saying? But there's some people who can't stand, who can't stand my tail, who's gossip about me and everything like that. And like, that they're like, yo, Ashton, I need something. You know? No, <laughs> I don't know you, bro. I, like, like, I, don't, I, I don't know you, sis. I, I don't know. And even if you're a family member, if we're not close like that and we don't speak, if you never support, like, there's, I can't do it. I can't do it. See, you At tell all? me what you Okay, bro. I, look, I, I, that's just, I can't do it. One, I'm, now. I'm a grassroots nigga, man. Like, I, I'm into the institutional <laughs> and structural changes, but. I, I think you, you might need a few billion dollars to do that, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think you it's going to take a lot to knock down some walls because niggas with a few more billion dollars going to try to change that for me. But Absolutely. I feel like if I have a billion dollars, let's talk about how much a billion dollars is, right? So if you have a billion dollars, you have 1,000 bank accounts with $1 million. 1,000 bank accounts with $1 million. I don't know, man. Like, it's chump change to me. Like, I... I don't make that much money, but I, there was a homeless lady and no one was giving her no money the other day or just yesterday I was in line and I was uh, in South Central and I was getting some food and I was like, damn, let me see if I got some change. I had no change. So I checked my wallet and I had a 20 and I was like, damn, 
But the last time I was in that situation, I I gave I, I had like a quarter. I had a quarter or a 20. And I was like, man, fuck, I can't get this nigga no 20, man. Like, 20, I can't yeah. do it. That's 20, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I had just got paid, too. So I was like, I gave him a quarter. And he was so appreciative. He was so thankful. And I was like, damn, this is a nigga that deserved $20. Like, that's just how right. I felt. And yeah. so I, I knew how that made me feel. And I knew I sat with that feeling for a while. So yesterday, I was like, look, this woman is really begging people. And it's like she had... When she showed me her hand, no matter it don't matter what was in her hand, but she had 17 cents in her hand. It was like, you could do this all day and never even get to a dollar. Like, hold this 20. Because, like, I got it. Like, I got it. Like, I've been saving my money. I've been investing my money. I got the stimmy, bro. That's somebody that probably ain't getting no stimulus. So let me stimulate your life. That's how I feel. Um, and look, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you, right? Because that's, that's the random person who needs it and you have the power to empower their day. Yeah. T, tell, but are you telling me this? You have a family member that doesn't ride with you, has never supported you, and they come up out of the blue. Hey, T, look, man, I'm trying to start a few businesses. All I need is a couple couple hundred grand. You know what I'm saying? A couple like, hundred. I see, that's, that's, a, that's T, a different, that's T, a different thing. A couple but hundred. you got a billion dollars. Okay. You got a billion dollars. But okay, this, this is, this is. You, brother. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like you put, you put it back on me. But it's like. <laughs> I, I do agree with that, like starting the fun thing, because I think that that would definitely be something I do. It's just like I would allocate a good grip of money to that, and then I would just that would have some processes. So I'd be like, "Yeah, bro, ham, hey, go go and hit this thing." But somebody was like, "Yeah, bro, I need five racks. I need ten racks. You want to pay this tuition? Yeah, I send it right to the school. Like, bro, we we behind on bills. As long as it's, if it's under, if it's under a hundred thousand, like." Because that's not even one bank account. Even if I said I'm going to allocate 10 bank accounts out of the 1,000 bank accounts for $1 million, like, it wouldn't, that one, that one would still be cool for a while. So I, I guess that's how I'm looking at it. Cause it's like, I, I, like, it was like I could give this money, this, this lady this money, and I don't know what she's going to do with it. Like, Republicans and conservatives and people that have bought into stereotypes will be like, oh, she going to buy drugs. But it's like, shit, I'm going to buy drugs with my money, too. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I can't I, I can't sit here and worry about if somebody getting over on me because I did what I felt was right in my heart. And it's Absolutely. like, that's how I feel like karmic debt kind of goes around. It's like it goes around and comes around. It's like, I know I'm going to get that 20 back and it might come 20 fold because I gave it away. So I guess, I guess that's how I look at it. Um, cause bro, a billion dollars. Like I see if we were talking a million versus a billion, you, you have much less like a millionaire, especially as I'm getting older, a millionaire ain't really don't got that much money. They're solid. A few people around them solid, but that's about it. But a billionaire, bro, there's only so many of them motherfuckers living. So it's like, right. if you got a billion dollars, man, you better make it do what it do. That's that. See, and, and I think I hear you on that one. I, I always think about like, I think about someone like an AI, right. Mm. And, or the M&Ms, the people who have like posses and, and they got mad people around them all the time who are just taking, 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 taking. Right. And I, I don't think we'd have a posse around us. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't trust people like that in the first place. <laughs> I don't know y'all. You know oh what I'm me, saying? Oh and me. I feel like all of our, all of most of our friends, you know what I'm saying? I, I would venture to say like any, any any person that we consider to be close around us is not a vulture because they got their own excellent stuff going yeah, on, yeah. right? So hopefully we wouldn't be in this situation. But I will say, like, 
you know, I have a huge family, you know what I'm saying? And not to say that any of them are vultures, but I, I but you know, <laughs> if they were, if they were coming up, Hey, Ash, I need this. Hey, Ash, I need that. I'd be like, Whoa, <laughs> slow down. I look, I love all y'all, but I oh, talk to about, I talk to about five of y'all regularly. So yeah. let's, let's, let's back up a little bit there, buddy. Uh, but, but this is not to say I'm a cold, cold hearted man. It, under the right circumstances, yeah, I'll ball out. You know what I'm saying? I'll ball out and I'll empower people and everything like that. I just, I, I think I, I just think of it from a, uh, I just know that people will try to get you, man. Once oh, man. they know. That's, they, that's true. Some of these people are schemers. But like you <laughs> said before, you can't, you can't, you got to operate uh, from a strategic standpoint, but you can't operate from the standpoint of like, Oh, everyone's evil. Everyone's out to get me all the time. And like, if I give them this money, you know, it's not going to, they're not going to use it exactly how how I would want them to use it. It's like, not like if you give them from your heart, you give them from your heart. And like, usually that type of stuff does come back to you in some way, shape or form. So I'm, I would be open to giving it to certain people, but I'm a patterns and trends guy. So if, if I bless your life once and I'm your only blessing. I don't look like God. Well, no, we'll, hear, we'll hear Jesus is black. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Screaming. So like, I, I, I don't <laughs> take him to church. I, I might look, I might, have, I might have hair like God, but I am not God. You understand? So if I'm the only source of a blessing, my brother, my sister, my, 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 <laughs> my non-binary person, you, it can't be me all the time. I can't be your well forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't mind what, I don't mind a good sip every now and again, if you need it, especially if it's something serious. Yeah. Yeah, know? absolutely. I, I think that that's a great point. Just kind of being strategic, like not operating what we call it at work is a deficit mindset, right? Like that, that you're working against the negative all the time. You're trying to get a, get over the hump of the negative, but it is definitely like being strategic. Like if I had a billion dollars and people was like, Oh bro, can you pay my rent? You know what? I'm going to buy your house. And then we're going to rent to own this motherfucker. You're going to pay me up until you didn't pay it off. Most of it. Then I give it to you. Right. Like, so right. it's like, I'm getting some, you getting some, I'm trying to help you out. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you just have to be real strategic. Um, don't be gullible. Don't be gullible. You can't have a good heart and not be gullible. Like, just like you said, like there's been people that ask me for money. I'm like, yeah, cool. I got you. And it's like, you asked me again. It's like, bro, you just asked me two weeks ago. I don't got you. Like I, somebody else might got you, but I don't got you. Knew that came from my heart, but I don't got much more coming for you. (laughs) I don't got it like that. Like if, if you needed some startup funds, like that 20 was your startup. Like I got you, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't got no more. (laughs) I don't get paid. Like, I'm working for my money. I can't give it away. Like, but I, don't, I feel like a billionaire, I guess this is where I'm getting at. A billionaire isn't really working for their money. They own some type of means of production. I'm getting into my capital or my, my, uh, my Marxist bag, but they own some type of means of production. And that is just generating money itself. And in, in that, in that system, somebody is being exploited. Like somebody is being underpaid. So it's like, I'm already getting more money than I should be getting. So it's like, mm-hmm. is it really my money? And I, I think that, it will take people a long time to get to that point for sure. For sure. Um, but I, I think that at some point we have to, and that's when Gene was on over here talking about abolishing property, right? Like it's going to take a long time till we get to that point, but it's like, what steps can we do in the meantime to get people just to at least recognize humanity, like that people need. Um, so right. yeah, yeah. I, I think this was a real fruitful conversation. Cause I know I, I remember watching like, I think it was like LeBron's like, the shop talk and he had some people in there like Kevin Hart and people talking about like 
oh, that they ain't really want to get that much money. And I, I just think about like how once we start making money, we become kind of conservative. We become the people that we are talking about all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, this aunt that used to watch me was like talking about, oh, she she behind. I don't know if she behind no bill. She needed some money. And she was like, look, I used to watch you when you was younger. And I'm like, he was like, okay, cool. But I'm like, look, if she didn't watch you when you was younger, you could have went outside, got hit by a car. Like, you don't know where you would have been at without her. And it's hard to put a price tag on that. But it's just like, no one is self-made completely. You can, but I think that you got to attribute some type of value. You can't give somebody on the outer circle as much as you give somebody on the inner circle. No, but like, don't say those people were worthless and they didn't mean nothing to your life. That's how I felt when I was listening to him talk for sure. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think it also goes back to this idea of like setting boundaries, right? Like, yeah, Hey, absolutely. yeah, I, I, I got you this time. And then maybe next time someone asks you for something, you, you, you got them to a resource or you give them an opportunity instead mm-hmm. of giving them cash mm-hmm. and you see, and you see how much they appreciate or respect that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, the, so maybe I needed some, but like, for instance, like, um, God rest his soul. Um, I found out a few days ago that my, my oldest aunt, her husband just passed away. Right. Damn. And the funeral is actually tomorrow. And, you know, um, you know, uh, if, if any of them, like, I'm sure everything is secured and fine, but if they needed money for anything like that, of course, I'm gonna give a grip. I'm a, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? Me and this aunt don't even talk, talk that much, but like sometimes you during emergencies and things like that, of course you're going to go beyond the grip. You don't have yeah. to have watched me. You don't have to have done nothing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just, because you're so close and because you family, when it's emergency, we got to come through for each other mm-hmm. and not think about that stuff. But if I got a cousin who asking me for, for 20,000 or 20 bands every, you know, every Saturday, I'm like, nah, nah, forget all that. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I, this, not every this is, Saturday. <laughs> not every Saturday. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 no, no. So yeah, y'all, um, watch your pockets. And at the same time, don't watch Don't watch your pockets. Don't, don't be so conservative. Don't become the very things that you hate, the very things that you say, um, that you grew up uh, saying that you wouldn't, you wouldn't become, you know what I'm saying? Money doesn't have to make you a conservative, right? It can actually make you more radical and it can actually make you a more empowering human being. Um, right. But, but not, but not a, um, not, not an enabling you yeah. want to empower and not enable. Oh. That's, that, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Speaking about empowering, <sighs> man, some people feel a little bit too empowered. T. Some people have you ever have you ever lived in a glass house, my brother, and gotten a big old rock <laughs> and threw it at the glass house? I'm gonna. That was rhetorical. I'm gonna answer for you because I know you're an intelligent Negro, my brother. <laughs> I think the answer is no. Why? Because for for those of you who don't understand, you know, physics, when you throw that rock at that glass, the glass is going to cut you. It's going to propel. It is going to cut you all the way up and you are going to look a mess. All right. A mess. We, we are talking about practicing what you preach and y'all mm-hmm. take them to church. Look, let me tell y'all, and T's going to break it down for y'all a little bit more, but let, let me give you the outline. T, can I give them the outline, brother? Please, is that okay? Please. Look, man, Derek Jackson is a relationship guru, okay? I have seen this man at Essence Fest with a line of women 
um, there to support him and thank him for all the advice about relationship he, he gives them. His relationship is meant to empower women and make women realize that they don't need to be in these crazy situations. Mm-hmm. And, but now to do that and his approach to doing that is to talk about how crazy these men are, how these men sort of ain't shit in a, in a way. And <laughs> that's, I guess that's well and good. I, I would maybe approach it differently, but you know what? You have a fan base, you have an audience, your audience is black women. You want to make them feel loved and empowered. And we and look, we're black. We, we, we like our women. Like we like our coffee black. black you understand? Yep. So we, we, we get that. However, my brother, when you are cheating on your wife, okay. When you are filming your relationship talks at your mistress's house, mm-hmm. right? When you're when you are being honest with the world about cheating with your wife, but you're you're not being honest with the world about how you also got this woman pregnant. Ooh, uh, right. When you are still messing you are with com- her, right? When, when when we see the text threads that are as recent as March 18th, and you still texting this doctor? Ooh, okay, who it's has the 25th own? today. That's a week and, ago. About a week and, ago. Oh, about a week ago, and then and then on top of that. You came at Pastor John Gray for his cheating antics and ways, right? You're you're coming mm-hmm. to other people knowing that you're doing this dirt. Uh, it, I think it sullies and destroys the movement, uh, y'all. There's something called pick me Negroes. Pick me Negroes are men who are said to pander to women in order to uh, be be with women, but. In, but they're being disingenuous. They don't really respect women. Their actions don't show that they respect women. Mm-hmm. They're just saying all the right things in order to get women to be enamored with them, yeah. right? And 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 the the horrible part about all of this tea is that Derek Jackson probably had some gold and some gems that he gave women. But now, for all the men who are always coming at Derek Jackson and being like, "Oh, he's just he's just a simp," like all he does is attack men, they can now look at him and say if he cheated on his wife and did all these egregious things, all this other stuff that, that he said that might've been good. You now have to throw out the window. Yeah, discredit. I am now, em- right. I, I'm, I am now emboldened <laughs> and I will double down on my trash behavior because look at Derek Jackson. Yeah. This, so, this y'all King, this y'all King. So T that, that was the outline, but I want, I want you to give people um, so, some more of the backstory. It's just give me your thoughts on, on what, what the scandal means, you know? <sighs> I really appreciate it that you um, broke down a pick me because I think we hear about a pick me in regards to a woman all the time. Right. They're the ones that like say the perfect things. They talk shit about other women. They be like, oh, you not giving your man hell while cooking an omelet and uh, folding his laundry with your toes. Like, bro. OK, superwoman, shut up. But uh, <laughs> I think it's super important to point out that there's pick me Negroes, too. There's pick me men. And I think that what I really appreciate about Bruin Black, because we have the same audience as him, right? But I think what I appreciate about us is that when we're talking about things and we're, we're uh, giving advice to men, it's coming from a, a real perspective. It's coming from a we perspective. It's not a you. Because I Absolutely. feel like I, I hadn't even heard of... Uh, uh, what's what's my name? Uh, Derek Jackson. I hadn't even heard of him yeah. before, but just talking to you and then looking into some of his content, it was like a oh, this what they be on, this what they be on, and it's like it kind of felt like he was exalting himself higher. But when we're talking to men, it's just like, look, bro, ham, <laughs> looks into the camera, like we've been here, bro. We done done that. 
And if we haven't done it ourselves, we've been around men that have done it, but we've been okay with it. So it's like, it's, it's a, we thing. It's not a, you thing. It's a us thing. It's a us thing. And I think that that's super important because it's like, it feels disingenuous. If you, if you aren't coming from that perspective, it's just like, you're trying to be better, but it's like, no, you just us like, and it it proved it with this scandal. Absolutely. I, I, and and thank you for acknowledging that part, T, because I, I want to be even more vulnerable. I think that there, there are a couple of things. I grew up, and because of proximity, I, I was around more black men. The trauma that I faced, the anger, and the crazy, volatile situations that I was in, it was other black men involved. Mm. And I grew up thinking, I grew up connecting, uh, you know, that, that bad energy towards blackness when I should have been um, uh, pointing it towards toxic masculinity and hyper masculinity. Yeah. So I grew up like not liking or fucking with other black men. Mm. Okay. At, Cause I was like, black men are disrespectful. They're too, they're, they're too aggressive. We're, we're always trying to steal someone's one. We're always causing black women pain. And it's like, no, that's, that's what masculinity and patriarchy do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what masculinity and patriarchy do. Right. And that's something that impacts all, all men. But to your point, it, when I, I grew up thinking I was the only good black man, black man in the world. Yeah, I was the only, I was the only good. These other men, they they do all these crazy things and da 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 da. And it took me being the toxic man in a relationship. It took me being the the jealous or the insecure the, or, or the embarrassingly angry black man in a relationship before I realized, oh crap, like I got some issues. Mm. Oh crap, like I don't know how to separate. Uh, you know, patriarchy and toxic masculinity from black men. And so you can grow up like hating people who look like you, not caring about people who look like you. And that and it was one of those moments where it was just like, oh my gosh, if I'm feeling this way, I'm sure other black men are feeling this way. And like, what are not only the consequences for ourselves, but what are the, what, what is the falling out and what is the, the backlash um, and the repercussions and the collateral damage that's done to black women when black men have that type of mentality. Yeah. Right. And so I think that with Derek Jackson, it's just like when you, when you constantly point the, uh, the fingers and, and because his demographic is black women and most people are interracially dating, the men he's criticizing are inherently going to be other black men. Mm-hmm. And so now you look crazy and we, we got to talk about his wife. Okay. Because this is a whole different conversation. His wife came to this video, the live video where he apologized, because for those of you who don't know, Derek Jackson also did an apology video. He held his wife's hand. His wife, who is a beautiful woman, she had her glasses on, she had a bonnet on. It didn't look like she was aware that this video was going to be seen by millions. It looked like she was there reluctantly. Um, Mm -hmm. And like people clowned her for that. But you know what? And look, I laughed because I was like a bonnet <laughs> with millions of people. But anyway, that's not really that's what this here is about. There, yeah. My my issue T is that she she made a separate video. She was talking about enduring in the marriage and the power of Christ and God and and how you know some people are not ready to endure these types of trials and tribulations. But ladies, women, and actually men too. Look. Don't we can't keep using God and Christ and the church as an excuse for women to be traumatized by men constantly. Yes. All right. I don't think this love is real unless because uh, I don't think Derek Jackson is holding her hand with the do rag on while she apologizes to millions of people for cheating on him. For busting it open for, for a, a baker's I, dozen. Like, right. Right. I, I wouldn't do it. 
I wouldn't do it as a man. Like if a woman cheats on me, this isn't about God or Christ or anything. It's not about enduring. I'm out yeah. it's because it's about a principle. It's about you disrespecting me, oh, me. period. But, but, but the ch- I feel like the, ch- the, ch- the church for certain aspects of the church continuously tell women, Hey, look, he's a man of God. Y'all got to get through the trials and tribulations and you know, it's God's will. And you know, mm-hmm. don't, you know, stay in the marriage, even though he's betraying you and on mm-hmm. a national level and millions of people know and are talking and laughing and memeing about you now. And it's like, no, that's a form of abuse. That's Absolutely. not what God stands for. Not no God I serve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I, we, as a church, as a, as a body of Christ, if though for anyone who believes and subscribes to that, quit, quit using black women as a scapegoat for pain and, and start addressing some of this behavior that leaves them looking crazy, embarrassed, humiliated, hurt. Um, because I, I look at that woman and I feel sorry for her. Man. I laughed at the bonnet and I don't take that back. <laughs> that, that was hilarious because you can no, you see don't take how ready she is. But, but it, it's, it's just, it's so hurtful that, that that uh, that she's using religion and God to justify this pain and this humiliation that this man is putting her through. And teach, he was talking to the doctor on March 18th. Yeah, bro. Trying to get at her, trying to come see her, bro. Yeah. Like he was and aggressive. Explain. Yeah, like. Bro, and, but yeah. it's like, nah, bro. You got don't you have a wife that you're that you're trying to like rebuild your marriage with? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so disrespectful, and it pisses me off. And like, and I will say, this is not just this is not just a black men's men's ish, issue. It's a men's issue. We mm-hmm. do this. Yeah, other races of men do do this as well. But point blank, period. Like, my focus is going to be on on black women, and we as men, we can't do this, and we can't allow structures like church and religion to be the justification or our excuse to put black women through this type of humiliation and pain. It's, it's too much. It's yeah, too much. bro. Yeah. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for being vulnerable and keeping it a being because you, 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 you shared your perspective and that allows us to like really get into it and understand. Right. Um, but yeah, bro, like it, we really have to address, like this goes back to Chris and page, right. That like we have to address and call out and highlight when when men or anybody is using the Bible to exploit harm and, and gaslight people. But in these two Absolutely. examples, we see how the Bible is used and religion is used to gaslight these women into thinking that this is the pain that is is uh, chosen for them. That they like, you know, that the saying is like God gives the hardest battles to the strongest warriors like yeah but like this is not a war that you need to fight this is not your war but he's brought you into it but she like in her video yeah she's talking about like oh this is this is spiritual warfare and y'all don't know what i've been going through when we've been dealing with this so it's like you are continuing to stay and this has been a problem but now he has to admit to this on to nationally and i i think the other hard part for me too is that this is really a facade because the woman that talks um the the mistress on the phone she talks about how he she he has never brought up god with her like he has never been this this religious spiritual person like he'd be talking about getting money and all of this other stuff so it's like if this was really your true persona and this was really who you were then like how could you hide such how why would you hide if you were a man of god why would you hide that from someone right she didn't even know he was an internet personality. Like she even goes on to say that like, Oh yeah, then my banisters in a lot of the back of his videos. Like now that I've, I'm seeing his stuff. So I, I think that 
yeah, like it's crazy that she was willing to sit there looking crazy, like symbolically and physically, like <laughs> right there as he talks about him busting busting these women down. Like, and I just I need her to know and need everyone to know that like we don't need to be doing that to black women and women don't need to sit by and stand by and while we try to figure out what we got going on. That's not fair right. to y'all. That's not fair at all. Like, and people even like she was getting flamed, bro. And it was like I chuckled a little bit, but after I thought about it, it's like she didn't have nothing to do with this. She is the casualty, but it's like she is catching strays because of him. And it's like, bro, you can't even you can't even admit to that. And you're gonna stay with her and she gonna continue to look crazy. Like somebody said that they would swallow a pair of jeans before they sat there with a man <laughs> in a bonnet on as he talked about cheating on her. Like she looked uncomfortable She really did And it's like I don't know man Why we really be doing women like this bro Like it's crazy Like I'm glad That I'm not a sicko like that But like I really want to know What it takes to get to that point Because there is some type of dissociation with him I don't know if you saw that video With him do, talking in third person Like he was uh, I guess that's how he do, do his uh, videos When he's talking about a couple And different things like that he did that to his own video, bro. He did it to his own video. <laughs> like, there is uh, something really going on, going wrong in his head, man. And I just don't know. I it it's it's really crazy. But it's crazy how much this blew up too. Because we talked about it on Monday, and he was like, "You know who Derek Jackson is?" I was like, "No, not really." And it blew up. <laughs> but you, you know now, you now you know, and it's all for all the wrong reasons. Because yeah. I, you know, I, I've seen like some of his videos, like they have some gems in it, right? And, and you know, me, me and T, T Shaw are going to reiterate, like I've been the toxic man. Like I've never physically cheated. I've emotionally cheated before. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. I, like we, we are not, we are not perfect by any, any means. So this isn't just an attack on Der- Derek Jackson because Derek Jackson is not, he's the vehicle through which this conversation is being had, but yes. there's a bigger issue here in, in terms of what we allow black women to tolerate. Because once again, once again, First of all, I don't see enough black women to cheat for men to have to be put in this situation. But I ask all you brothers, if this is Derek Jackson who had been cheated on and his wife had gotten pregnant by another man and then and then had the, the pregnancy terminated, like what would the narrative be? You know what I'm saying? Would Derek support her? And like I won't name the other people who are within the church that who are actually famous, who've actually sort of talked about this, but like there have been a lot of men who've been like Oh, I cheated on my wife. She stayed. This is, that's what makes us a strong measure. I'm like, nah, bruh. When she can cheat on you and she can come back and you can love her, yeah. that's when I know it's real. Yeah, right me. now, that's it, equality. Yeah, right. And, and, and it's all one sided. And it's like, for any woman who's actually stayed with the person, that's fine. Like, we're not saying leave if, if you feel led to stay. But don't use God and trials and tribulations and the endurance of a marriage to to justify it. No, you you were just okay. You're just okay with staying for your own personal reasons. Selfish, but like, yeah. don't don't go encouraging other women to stay in something that's that's foul just because that's a personal choice based on your particular factors in life. Because this is not what God wants. This is not what God desires. A hard test or a paper is a trial and tribulation. Your car breaking down is a trial and tribulation that you should go go mm-hmm. through. You know what I'm saying? Like these unexpected random things, but cheating is intentional, y'all. Yeah. It's deliberate. Yeah, like that's not what God wanted for you. Bro, and it's now. abuse. It's abuse. Like, like that's emotional abuse and i think that like i don't know i just start i just start thinking about like how black women have um just trouble and childbirth right and like 
at the heart of that problem is that people fundamentally believe that black women can take on more pain than physically tolerable. And right. I think that that, I, I feel like in this moment, I just started thinking about how emotionally that might be the same thing that they can withstand any type of pain. Right. And, and that either makes them stronger or that they're just capable of doing so. But then that allows us to continue to like harm them and do this type of violence. Cause that's violent, bro. Like it's if a niggas kill over shit like that and that's how i know it's violent because it's like violence begets violence niggas get cheated on they feel like they feel away they i I was just showing my students this and it was like this video um men in anger management and he was just saying that like oh he in anger management because he caught his wife cheating so he beat him up and then he beat her up and i was like damn but it's like we had to talk to our students because they was like i mean i'm not saying i'm the same way but like can you blame him and it's like Yes, you can, but like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think even in that sense, it's like you can recognize that that is a violent act to be cheating. Like that is some type of like, it's abuse. It's like y'all have an agreement, y'all have a, a mutual understanding. Like y'all, y'all have this relationship, and you have like broken this contract, really. So it's like, I feel like if more people thought about it like that and thought about like the real things that they do, but I think that they're just selfish and they like, well, I wanted to do this. I'm sorry. Usually they feel guilty. And then they like, well, if you stay with me, I'll be better. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It'll be like the Crave on So situation. I'll yep. buy you a car. I'll buy you a band. Yep. T, could you imagine? Well, actually, let, let me not, let, let me, let me not use you. Cause I don't like using people's real life stuff. <laughs> if I, I, y'all I'm single. If, if I had a girlfriend named, named, uh, Micah, and, and, and Micah, she she cheated on me and got me a Benz after. You know, I burned that Benz up. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, well, let me not say arson because we 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 on we on air. I'm but, ghost um, riding I, that motherfucker. I, yeah, right. Look, I I would reject that Gas thing. So break dip. Right, right, right. Absolutely. That's if if Micah cheated on me, there wouldn't be a a car in the world. There wouldn't be a house in the world. You could look if if she cheated on me and she was like, Ashton, I'll make you a billionaire right now. I got I, my pride would be so hurt and I'd be so betrayed, I, betrayed that I, I, I wouldn't accept it because you you can't buy Hold that now. forgiveness. Hold on. Now. You I, got too see, much dip see, on your me. chair. We talked about like, a billion dollars, man. That's I, a I, thousand I, bank accounts of one million dollars. You wouldn't stay for a little bit. I stay for like nah. two more years. Right? Yeah. And a couple a, of years. Are you going to build a life with it? No, 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 no. Or because. Because the only thing that costs more than a billion dollars is my happiness and my peace. Ooh, talk you know about it. You can't sell yes. your soul. Yeah, like, I, look, I don't make anywhere near a billion dollars, but, but a Negro is happy. A Negro is at I peace. You understand with the world, with myself. So I, I, I just think that, you know, even with the Quavo Saweetie situation, like, I'm going to buy you all these things because, like, I, I can buy your trust back or I can get rid of the pain of that betrayal or the pain of that abuse because we know that type of stuff happens too. You might mm-hmm. slap someone across the head, bring in some flowers, bring in some chocolates, buy them the bins, buy the, mm-hmm. not saying that Quavo put his hands on so or anything like that, but I'm saying that we try to um, compensate for abuse. Yeah. And as men, that's what we have to think about. When have you compensated for your abuse? You know, and when have you tried you... to compensate and where can you stop that abuse before you have to compensate? Right, right. We're, we got to start talking about prevention instead of yes. treatment, fellas. Ooh. Proactive. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, if you know you angry, go to that angry man, anger management beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Do some deep breathing. Like, you, you need a plan in place, my brother. So, you know, with, with, with Derek and, 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 you know, more, I, I think I'll go back 
I'll go back to what you said at the beginning of the segment. It's just like, make sure that you're not attacking other men. Cause there's also for those who, who for those of you who don't know, there's something called dirty macking. Okay. Dirty macking. I know is, a few of them. Them niggas in yeah, high school, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll, that means as a man, you'll, you'll try to talk about somebody to someone you're interested in so that they won't like that person you're talking like crap about, but they will like you. And that right? shit never so, work. I can tell you, I watched four people try that shit. Nope. <laughs> Right, right, right. I've had some, I've had some guys dirty mac, mac about me, me to women. So I, I, I get it, I get it. But I, I think that um, you got to be careful about that because John Gray came back. John Gray was a pastor who cheated on his wife, and Derek Jackson came at John Gray. Now, and then John Gray has to smoke. So fellas, mm. remember, we are all toxic and we are being like art. We will have a lifetime of trying to work through and get better about our toxicity, but. We have to realize that, like, there's always more for us to do. There's always more growth to be had, right? And, and we and we'll extend that to Derek. Look, I hope I, I wish nothing but love, peace, and happiness to his wife first and foremost, because Lord, she's going through it. Absolutely. But to Derek Jackson as well. You still got a brand, and this is hopefully you can use this to to be a little bit more humble, and hopefully you can help men grow through this situation, and you can hopefully help women realize that it's okay if they walk away from these situations too. So, you know that it is what it is. There, uh, we we are wishing him and his wife nothing but the best because even though this is jokes and it's a great conversation, this is their real lives, and yeah. it he his I think his wife on the video talked about how he had to lay in that in a bed that he made but no girl you have to you have to lay in it now too mm-hmm. um and that's the sad part so y'all sharing much, a crate. yeah yeah much, much love to them so um moving moving right along Derek. uh you know you know watch it get it together um but you know some some we, we people a lot of people were joking about him uh this being like a Tyler Perry movie like this whole charade <laughs> being like a Tyler Perry movie that Tyler Perry needs to produce with bad wigs and crazy backgrounds and all that stuff um but there are actual real movies in real life that are <laughs> getting uh critiques um and for those of you who don't know one of those movies that black twitter has slaughtered <laughs> um <laughs> is is something called them that's not to be confused with us <laughs> okay <laughs> them them it is executive produced by our very own lena waith um who has produced the shy she did queen and slim we love lena waith um but y'all have know. a lot of love for her yeah yeah like uh, I guess we don't have a lot of love for her right now. Yeah. T, do you want to give the people a bigger scoop on what's going on with with the them? Yeah, I thought we loved Lena Way too. Um, then I saw uh, <laughs> Twitter's response to her last productions. Like they hated Queen and Slim. I know so many people that never watched Queen and Slim because of what they said on Twitter. And I'm like, I thought it was a phenomenal movie, but they I did too. They think that Lena Waithe has a problem jacking and ripping people's things um so them seems to resemble us in a few ways but them is also a show rather than a movie so i think that there's that but i think that they have criticized lena waith for um just ripping stuff and then they've Mm -hmm. also said that she is in love with uh black trauma and she loves to just uh put on black trauma and have people watch that and I, I think it might be a good critique. It might be a bad critique. But I think in 
uh, this case, it is kind of unfound, bro. Like when we thinking like them, it's in the same vein as the Jordan Peele like creations, right? So us and um, Get Out uh, it is black horror. Like that's the that's the category. Um, but it's black horror in a realistic way, and I think that that's something that he introduced to that to that um, that genre. Um, but like any horror, like it's it's like surrounded uh like death like trauma is at the heart of horror like it it can't be anything else like that is why you're watching it and i think that for a lot of people they feel as if they're tired they watch tv to get away from some of these things they don't want to think about race and racism um so when when they're seeing things like this they're like they they want to see uh black people and vampires they want like a black twilight and they want like a um i don't know like i keep seeing people like oh we want mermaids they want fantasy rather than horror they're like i don't know horror but they they don't want trauma but i'm thinking like black horror has always existed shout out to dr do um she is um a uh, professor at ucla um she has written i think it's called horror horror noir um where she talks about the long-standing sub-genre of black horror and how it's always like kind of been around and how it deals with she says sinister shit uh supernatural death blood fear monsters and i think that she also brings up this good point that like people watch horror and people love horror and i think that she was also making the point that in like traditional horror a lot of these monsters are kind of replicated off of black people like it's it's a lot of horror is really racist like a lot of the monsters are like symbolic of black people like even tony morrison has talked about this in some of her books that like it's often a dark shadow that it's like creeping up on you and gonna kill you right and that just Mm. she talks about how that literary standing is just for black people and like people have just replaced that image with blackness right so i i think it i think it's brilliant in the way that jordan peele and now lena waith and it's actually written this is this uh i think them is written by uh, some uh, man named little richard another black man um how they've kind of flipped it flipped the script flipped it on its head and that like now as black people we understand that horror like the real horror is racism like racism has always been the boogeyman and we i don't think we should front like that's not our reality like it's a real thing it's a real problem like i really love looking at them that how they they discuss uh uh what is it called um redlining how like this the horror is based out of like a black family that has just moved to a white neighborhood and they're trying to spook them off um and i i think that like it makes so much sense that like we are bringing in real situations because like we know that black people we that's our biggest critique of horror films is like if there's something creeping out in the dark we're not running out there like we're getting away as quickly as possible but we're also never gonna investigate stuff so i think that like when we see some of these horror films we're like this is dumb so it just makes so much sense that this is the real horror because this is something we deal with each and every day but i feel like maybe it cuts too close because people don't have a lot of good things to say about it right now uh, absolutely, absolutely, I, I, and I, and I think that 
I really appreciate your points about the different things that like black people want to see and how that like trauma, like trauma is sort of inherent in the horror. And like the funny thing about horror movies is that like when I, when I watch like predominantly like white, white movie horrors, it's like things that like can't really happen. And so you actually, for white people, it is an escape, but it's also an escape because they don't live scary ass lives. Right. Exactly. For, 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 For black people, it's just like, I could walk outside to go get my mail tonight and a cop might see me and shoot and like light me up. Right. That's, that's, that's my, my biggest fear. Yeah. That's my nightmare. Like there's no right. monsters. Like white people so, are the monsters. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it's like, I definitely understand that people might feel like, well, I live in tra- trauma. I live in horror. Why do I want to see it? But at the same time, it's just like, well then put your dollars towards a black creator that creates fan- black fantasy. Yeah. You know, like exactly. Leave, leave, it's this- the category. Don't watch this category. <laughs> Right, like what one thing Tyler Perry gets a lot of critique. I watch Tyler Perry every week. I have a lot of critiques every week. But guess what? Tyler Perry is not coming to emailing me, texting me, and being like, "Ashton, please watch." He has a demographic of people who love his stuff who will not critique it like I will, and they have made him a billionaire. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you don't like Lena Wave, you don't like her stuff. Write something of your own. Yeah. Do something Bro, of your own. You. I, and and I, and I think that. People don't understand all it takes to actually make a show, get a show funded, produced, and whatever. And if you understood all that process, that whole process, and then you were like, let me go and try to make a black fantasy show, you would realize you don't even care that much in, in some cases. In yeah. some cases. And if you do care that much, I'm, I guarantee you there are black writers who are, who are making this fantasy stuff. Put your money and support behind them. Yeah. Instead of staring down Lena, why don't you tweet out a, a script or, or a writer who's doing this work and make them famous? So I, I think that we have to, and I've been working on this myself, like a couple episodes back, you can look at our conversation about Malcolm and Marie, and it's like, you you don't have to agree with something. You don't have to agree with the, the way it was done, but you should be able to, to say it respectfully and not in a way that's like, oh, this is complete trash. This is horrible. It's like, no, nah, from Alan Marie, like it wasn't my favorite film in the whole world, but there were some good points and I was able to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I think that even with black Twitter, we have to find ways to critique without crushing. You know yes, what I'm saying? It's yes. critiquing something and then it's crushing something. And I think that with Lena Waithe, you might not like her work, but I've never found her stuff to be disingenuous. Yeah. I think she really cares about black storytelling and she, she has a particular style. Yeah. Like sometimes I want to listen, listen to, to Lil Wayne or T.I. And sometimes I might want to listen to Ariana Grande. Guess what? <laughs> I can, I can, that's why Spotify has a search button. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You can flick through different channels. So like, let's, let's, take this pressure off Lena Waithe and like let's also see the show yeah like I think that's my biggest thing is that like Twitter specifically black Twitter like we have gotten into this habit of writing think pieces and all of making all of these these threads and just all of these critical thoughts off of two minutes and 30 seconds it's like you couldn't have got that much from that like please watch it and give give some honest critique like i think that people write reviews and don't even watch movies people write reviews and don't watch the show people write reviews and then listen to the music and it's like i'm kind of sick of that it's like yes i think that people looked at it and realized that um out of the 10 episodes that are going to be produced um i think there were five black or white directors and uh one black woman director and i don't know the other like numbers for it but i i think that like 
it's important to know that there was a black man that wrote it and there's a black man that like created it. And then there's a black executive producer. So like it, it's still storytelling by our hands and just not at every single role. But we know that, that that's kind of how Hollywood works. Like I, I think that like mainstream shows like that, like it's on Amazon. Like maybe if it was on YouTube or maybe if it was on like an independent network or like it started with a smaller deal, then it would be. But I think that what we get in quality, like like physical quality wise, like because we talked about like the leprechaun and stuff like that. Right. We think about these black whores in the ways that we want them. It's just like some some of those things aren't funded. So it's like you got to give and take. But that doesn't mean that the story is going to be trash. So I just want to tell like Twitter and like just my people in general, like I think that I really want us to start to work and critically think on our own. I think that we've kind of gotten this habit where we look at social media and see what people are talking about and allow that to form our opinions for us or really heavily influence it. It was like, I think I saw, I feel like I saw people say that they didn't like them. And then everybody hopped on the same thing and they just kept saying their points. They kept saying the same points. And I'm just like, well, have you thought about this? And then no one responds to that. And it's just like, well, like, are we just mad just to be mad? Because it's only two minutes and 30 seconds. We couldn't have been that upset about it. So I'm going to watch it. I hope y'all watch it. I just don't want us to continue to do this to black film and black art. Because I feel like we do this. And it's like, white people don't do this. They don't hold their stuff up to this high of standard. If they don't like it, they just don't engage with it. But it's like, we have to trash it so it doesn't do well at the box office. And I I can't stand that. It feels like hating in a way. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I love those points you just made. It's just like, don't, don't watch it. But like, I, w- I would spend more time pushing the things, the things and the artists and the writers that you want to see yeah. versus saying, Oh, don't go watch this. Now, if we watch it, you, we might watch it. It might be, Oh, this is the worst thing. And we will be, t- and we'll talk about it. Right. Yeah. And then like, we'll stop give watching. it a chance. Yeah. Give it a chance. Like don't, let's not rush to it unless it's like straight coonery, which is not, which is not so, I, and, and so let's let's just let's slow down. Let's give things a second. Let's give people who have created great works for us in the past a second. And guess what? If you've hated everything that Lena Waithe has done, just scroll, just scroll down, just keep scrolling. Yeah, just keep scrolling. She's not, she's she's not harming people. She's not hurting people. She's just producing a show. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That she's just producing a show. Very low stakes for you. You don't ever have to, you'll be okay if you never watch anything of hers, but like, then why talk about it too much? Why post it on social media? Why take a food out of her family's mouth? You know, I, I, you know, it's it's just not necessary. It's not necessary. And my other thing is that like, we love Lovecraft country. Um, and like they had a number of white directors. So it's like, what's it going to be y'all? Like, I, I, I just think we should give it a chance. And like, I think Lovecraft country did it very well but i think some people like that there was racism in embedded in it and influenced and affected the story and some people didn't they was like why can't we just have like just straight fantasy why does race have to play a part but it's just like i just know that my black ass life race i see that shit every single day Anywhere. so why right. would I, I like i just don't want it i don't want it to be fake like why why would we fake the funk like this is our life like we can't run from it let's embrace it <laughs> So I'm, right. I'm, I'm off my soapbox. That was my last, my last uh, real big comment. 
No, no, yeah, no. Shout, shout out to Lena Wave. Um, and y'all, we're going to encourage y'all to go see it. Go see it. Then make your opinions and, and, and bring those back to us. We, we, we definitely want to know what y'all think. Um, and with, with that being said, you know, um, we're talking about, you know, the, the shows. I called it a movie earlier. It's the show, the show, um, them. Um, and, you know, we were talking about people, black media producers, black writers, black executive producers, and someone that I hope people do still love is Issa Rae. Um, I'm very saddened about this being the last season of Insecure. Um, I'm very excited to see how it turns, it turns out, but, um, this is women, this is women's history month. And we want to give us something that we like to call a spotlight. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, um, we have our light roast at the beginning to critique people, but then we got to show someone some love who's doing some great things and accomplishing great mm-hmm. things. And Issa Rae with, with her excellent, um, black, black girl magic self has secured an eight figure, uh, production deal. Um, and we are just so excited for her has always been an example, um, for, for, you know, black women and just black people in general, Mm -hmm. um, a a big boss. And I think that she tells stories. I I think that, and you know what, for all the crap that Lena Waif gets, I think that Issa Rae is someone who can talk about some traumatic things can, can talk about awkward things, can talk about funny things. And so we want to give a special shout out to her. We want to say congratulations. You're rapping not only for, uh, you know, women, not only for black women, not only for people, but you're just repping for people in general. You're just excellence in general, uh, excellence personified in general. And we just want to salute you. T, you have anything to say or can contribute to, to Issa Rae's success? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Issa. I'm rooting for everybody, Black Ray. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah. like, for me, Issa Rae reminds me to continue on on the work that we're doing, right? To believe in yourself right. and double down on yourself and that if you got the heart and you got the pride and you really uh, believe in your product and you were putting the time into it that you will see your dreams come true. And I, I think that like knowing that she starts, started from the misadventures of the awkward black girl, like, and then and that was on YouTube and she did that as a, as a, a student at Stanford. Um, and then just continue to work and continue to build on her brand and continue to perfect her craft that disguises the limit. So I, I think that I just want to shout out Miss Issa. I, I, I really look up to you. Like, I, I think that Issa Rae is iconic um, and she should be an inspiration to all black people. I, I think that like just knowing to be being genuine, too, it's like when I when I see Issa stuff, I feel like I'm getting Issa Rae. It feels genuine. It feels like it's coming from her. It's coming from her heart, her personality. And that it's like, that's the only person I know how to be. So this is what you're going to get. And I really enjoy that. So, yeah, shout out to her. Um, continue to grow, prosper. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever else you're going to produce. I'm, I'm very saddened that Insecure is going off air. But I know you got bigger and better things on the way. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those of you who wanted more, a little bit more details, it's, it's apparently um, or allegedly or and reportedly a $40 million uh, or a, a multi-million dollar uh, deal with Warner Media that's worth $40 million. Yeah, so get that years. bag, $40 million, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Look, me. we would act crazy for with, with 10, you know what I'm saying? Oh, me. Uh, for, for, for those of you who don't know, because I love doing this type of math, $40 million is, four, <laughs> is $40,000. No, 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 $40 million. That's $400,000 a year. 
for a hundred of them years. You understand? Mm, so like, ooh, I like that. Her, 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 her great grandchildren, and in, in the word words of of, of Beyonce, my great grandchildren already rich. <laughs> that's, that's that's from the boss from the Carters. Go check yeah. that out too. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, shout, shout out to Issa. Issa. Shout out to Issa. She getting paid like an NFL running back, boy. <laughs> well, well, talk about it then. Talk about it then. Continue to um, punch that into the end zone, Issa. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, bro, I, I think that's that's it, man. You have anything man, else you want to say nah, to the people? That's it, bro. That's it. I appreciate y'all for supporting us. Our last episode did numbers we got as many views as our last episode in the first two days i don't know what we did right i don't know which how y'all didn't found us but thank you for rocking with us invite your friends to the next episode i hope you enjoy this one i hope you love it like i loved it i had a great time bro this is good yeah man it was a long day of work but it's like we hopped into we had a real discussion i feel like people hear how genuine we are right i think that like i love that like this is honest discourse we are really just coming from the heart this is very we have some prep right we have a little outline knowing like our points and stuff but it's just like these are just thoughts flowing and us bouncing off of each other and i think that like that's what I really love most about it. And it's just like, we will be here for a long time because I enjoy this. And it's like, it's not even work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And y'all, we're, you know, we are, we are constantly working, trying to figure out the best ways to reach y'all because um, there, there's just like Tisha said, there've been so many of you all who have reached out and been like, oh man, like, yo, I, I didn't even get out my car because I had to listen to this, yeah. even though I was parked and I needed to, I want to go back inside and like, we we are trying to get these conversations to you in the best way possible. So continue to watch us because we got some stuff coming. Mm-hmm. We're always strategizing. Um, and, and there's more to come. And I promise you, you will not regret rocking with us. And, you know, we're going to remember all the people who, who have been rocking us with us from day one. Um, but we also appreciate all the new folks who are coming. And so, you know, whatever you like about us, whatever critiques you have, send it to us at Brew and Black uh, podcast on Instagram at Brew and Black pod on Twitter. Hit us, hit us up um, on our personal Instagrams at positive energy P at, at Tristan Aubrey. Like we, we are here. We want to hear what y'all have to say. Mm. Um, and we want to know, what how we can best serve y'all so please do that if you get if you're able to uh, get a chance to absolutely y'all so like we like to say keep the coffee black Black. and we like our women (laughs) like we like our podcast black Black. (laughs) all right y'all thank you for rocking with us Uh, we'll see y'all soon